Hey guys, we're back. So we finished a really good series on how to type anyone, yourself, anyone, uh, interaction styles, uh, temperaments. We also went over the type grid. It was a fantastic series, uh, 10 videos, it was pretty good uh, for uh, depth psychology, focusing on human nature. I also just started a new playlist today that will be focusing on human nurture and I'll be adding videos to that playlist as well. And we're gonna be doing human nature and human nurture in parallel uh, moving forward. So, but uh, today uh, we're starting a new human nature series and we're going to be doing deep dives into each of the 16 archetypes according uh, to Jungian analytical psychology. And uh, of course, we're going to be starting with the first one according to our type grid the very top left hand corner and that is the ESTJ also known as the overseer so ESTJs are very common uh, they're part of the SJ temperament which makes them 40% of the world's population and uh, pretty common they take charge uh, very traditional uh, and they also like doing a lot of crazy things. Also, I've noticed something. Statistically, ESTJs are the most physically fit of all the types. Uh, they're the ones that really take eating right and going to the gym extremely seriously. I have known more ESTJ athletes than I have any other type, to be honest. And uh, a lot of the gym babes that you would see, the majority of them are actually ESTJs. Uh, for some reason, the gym really appeals to ESTJ culture for some reason. Um, I don't blame them because I can see the benefits, so that's why I'm going to the gym too, right? But anyway, um, so let's start with our deep dive today on the ESTJ. So, got my trusty little whiteboard here today with my uh, premium horrible handwriting. Um, that's uh, that's what we like featuring here at csjoseph.life. So uh, this is the ESTJ, and uh, let's gonna move it over here. Just see a little bit, kind of more central here. All right, cool. So yeah, this is the ESTJ. So they're uh, part of the traditionalist temperament. Um, they are structure in charge for their interaction style, direct initiating control for their interaction style. And here are the four sides of their mind. Um, we have the ego right here, their shadow, also known as their unconscious mind right here, their subconscious, which some circles call the anima or the animus, depending on what your gender is, and uh, the superego, which is where uh, their form of human corruption, uh, the human condition exists within the ESTJ mind. So let's talk about that. Um, the ESTJ ego, has rationale at the apex of their mind. They are like extremely rational. This is why ESTJs make great project managers. Uh, they're very good at middle management. I wouldn't put them in charge of a company, but I would definitely have them run my human resources. I would uh, put them in charge of uh, you know systems and processes and making sure people are compliant. I would do the same thing with ISTJs because STJs kind of do the same thing. But ESTJs specifically are all about making sure the group is compliant 
um, you know, and uh, and uh, enforcing it. Whereas the ISTJ is more focused on, well, I'm just going to create the process and test the process, and the ESTJ can implement it, right? So that's kind of how they're slightly different because ISTJs are more perception focused, but because ESTJ has their hero as TE, that means they're more decision-making focused. Ah, but wait, ESTJ, right? J, J for judging, right? ISTJs have J too. What does this mean, Mr. Chase? Well, ISTJs by comparison have introverted sensing as their hero and not TE, which makes them more perception-based. They're actually perceiving more than actually judging. But because they're introverted, we still say they're a J type. Um, so just because you have a J next to you doesn't mean that you're not more perceiving. Like, people need to understand that. For introverts, it's not that way. If you're an introverted J type, it's the reverse. You're actually more perception. If you're an introverted perceiving type, <laughs> you're actually more J. You're actually more decision-making based. And a lot of people don't understand that. Socionics, devoted by, uh, developed by the uh, Russians, however, actually is way more accurate with how their letter system works compared to the MBTI, and uh, they actually know the judging perception distinction between introverts and extroverts, so they've made adjustments there. Anyway, more on the ESTJ. So, uh, yeah, so they're very rational. This makes them extremely organized. Uh, they're uh, all about process, uh, routine, especially when combined with their SI parent, that makes them very disciplined. They have a lot of self-discipline. Um, they all they got to be comfortable. Um, if they're not comfortable, they're going to have a problem. They're going to let you know it. They like tasting new things and having new experiences. They're willing to have almost any experience as long as it's responsible for them to have that new experience or they're willing to take the risk. An ISTJ, because they're SI hero, they'd be more willing to uh, take a risk, but ESTJ, not as much because they're very responsible with their introverted sensing with their SI, and they really want to uh, make sure that it will be the best experience possible that they could get. They want to optimize it. They're not more, they're not as open to trying anything like ISTJs are, but they're still pretty open. All right, so for their inner child, their inner child is extrovert intuition. They're all about what other people want. Um, when, uh, like, it's very important when you're with ESTJs that you realize that they're all about what other people want. When you're around an ESTJ, never ask them what they want, which engages their trickster, because they have no clue. They're completely unaware of what they want. Like, they have no clue. So don't ever ask an ESTJ what they want. You just get a blank stare. But what you do around ESTJs is say, well, I want this, and I want that. And they'll either look at you funny like, well, why do you want that? And then the rationale will engage with the rational hero, and then it'll be like, well... I don't feel like FI inferior, I don't feel like you should think that because it'll give you a bad future, which will give me a bad experience later. Because if you're having a bad future, that means you're going to end up giving me a bad experience because I have to deal with your stupid and I don't feel good about that. You see what I mean? People's thinking and sentences just go all over the place inside whichever side of the mind they're in at that point in time. Sometimes. People could switch between these rapid quick, and in the same paragraph, they could actually be engaging two or three of the sides of their mind at the same time. Depends how balanced and how mature they are, right? So anyway, extrovert intuition child is all about innocently wanting to give what other people want. 
the child always wants to give, especially an extroverted function child, wants to give people balloons and candy, yay! Whereas an introverted uh, child function wants to receive the balloons and candy. But, okay, so an ESTJ is giving you balloons and candy for what you want. Oh, you want candy? I'm gonna give it to you. Or you want, you want balloons or flowers? I'm gonna give it to you. You wanna have a better future? I'm going to give you advice because I'm gonna give it to you. You know what I mean? That's what ESTJs are all about. Um, uh, SI parent also kind of makes them prefer to be on the bottom in the bedroom. Uh, they like to receive sensation. That, that, that also includes men, by the way. Like, an ESTJ has no problem with their woman being on top and riding them, if you know what I mean. But that's, that's basically, you know, kind of how they work. They can switch into a giving sensation mode with their SE critic, and they're actually really good at it. But over time, it'll just tire them out, and they'll have to go back in their ego, and they'll want their, um, like if it's a male, they'll want their woman to take over. Or if it's a female ESTJ, um, they'll want their, they want their, their man to, to be on top and really drive the sensation uh, in that uh, sexual encounter, for example. We're actually going to dive a little bit more into sexuality in some upcoming videos, but uh, more on that later. All right, so introverted feeling is very interesting with ESTJs because that's where their uh, that's where their insecurity exists. The fourth function is where a person's insecurity exists. So an ESTJ is insecure about introverted feeling, how they feel. They're insecure about how they feel about anything, including themselves. They're very insecure about their self-worth. ESTJs walk around every day afraid that they're a bad person. They literally walk around afraid that they're a bad person. This gives you an opportunity because then it's like, then you could say, I think, because you're saying I think that engages their hero because their hero is trying to look for other people's thinking. I think you're a good person, ESTJ, because of XYZ. I'm giving you reasons for your hero to chew and that's supercharging your FI inferior to feel really good about yourself. Yay. You know, that's, that's literally what happens, you know? Um, so if you're trying to social engineer them, all you have to do is focus on giving them a good experience, always state what you want, tell them that you think really good of them, and they'll love you forever, and they'll be loyal to you, so loyal that they'll even, like, die for you. And that's literally how it works. Um, you know, like, ESTJs, they put up a big front, uh, you know, really tough on the outside, but they got that really soft, gushy center on the inside. That FI Inferior, mmm, tastes great. I love FI Inferior, by the way. It's awesome. Uh, because eventually they get over their insecurity as they grow and mature. Although most people, they usually default to insecurity first, but if they have experience with their SI, or if they have, you know, or if they know what to do with their NI, then they can get over their insecurity pretty easily because they've been around the block, right? And when an ESTJ aspires, they can aspire with their FI and feel really good and have this really high moral awareness, this super high, wise uh, form of morality, right? Because FI is also where morality is, and that gives them access. The fourth function is the ESTJ gateway into the subconscious, and they become the INFP because they got over their insecurity, and you have to get over your fourth function and control it or activate it or conquer your insecurities to gain access to the subconscious anytime you want. And then they aspire. And then they have these crazy one-on-one, -on -one, super mega deep conversations with people. Because let's be honest, guys, ESTJ egos, they're really shallow people. I'm sorry, but that's really how it is. Why? Well, it's because they're SE critic. 
SE critic causes ESTJs to have a very elitist point of view um, with how people look. Like for example, if an ESTJ spots you have your, your shoe not tied, or if you're wearing a ball cap backwards on your head, they're gonna lose respect for you instantly. ESTJs are all about first impressions because they're SE critic. They hold themselves to an impossibly high standard of looking good at all times, which is why they're in the gym all the time, because if they have excess body fat, they can't live with themselves, and they really, it really bothers them. It bothers their SE critic, especially in their youth. So they go out of their way to, to lose that excess body fat and it's like, well, I put in the effort, I remember I put in the effort with my SI parents, so you should be able to do what I've done, you know? And you would want to be able to do what I would done, you know? You should do it and you would want to do it because I did it. And ESTJs are all like this, they all do this in some capacity. Doesn't make them a bad person because they're insecure about feeling bad, that they already feel bad that they're a horrible person anyway. That's why you can see like, well, I think the world of you, and then they feel good about themselves, and the ESTJs are amazing uh, to be in a relationship with then at that point in time, especially when they're with ESTPs, because ESTPs, ESTPs totally love to ride that introverted sensei with their SE hero. They love to give it like every possible experience they can for some reason. ESTPs are the next video, so we're actually going to be talking about that more at length. Um, so... Introverted sensing uh, or introverted feeling, they get over their uh, their moral insecurities and they become, instead of being as uh, um, shallow, they become super deep. And then they start, they become the dreamer, the dreamer, the INFP. Um, so they're an overseer ego, then they're the dreamer INFP. They're like the hermit who's levitating over the water uh, perfectly still. People are throwing rocks at the, at the hermit and nothing's even changing because nothing can... Uh, pull them off their uh, their uh, their juju, their uh, um, their absolute state of self-discipline. It's because they want to learn every philosophy there is. That's why ESTJs in their youth they study Plato. They really they go out of their way to understand as much about philosophy as possible, so that when they reach middle age, when they've conquered their insecurity, they can become the INFP. Because everyone in their ego is trying to become the subconscious because they because it really makes them elated when they're really good at being the opposite of who they are, right? And being super deep and having that one-on-one -on -one conversation where they're giving people advice all the time uh, when they're trying to be super helpful and, uh, you know, uh, give them, uh, you know, help them gain a better future, a better social future. Because remember, an INFP is an idealist, right? So they become this ideal person that's very people-focused, and they're giving them advice, trying to give them a better future. And then they get so disappointed, especially with their SE critic, that no one's even listening to them. And it's like retarded. They're like, why are you not even listening to me? I've been around the block. I've done this before. I know what to do, and I'm going to give you advice. You should probably listen to me. You should, SE critic, probably listen TE hero to me and you would want to listen to me and each child because I've been around the block SI parent and I feel good about I felt bad in the past FI SI because of this issue and you would want to hear about my experience um, so that you know what you can do you see what I'm saying like that's literally how is TJs go and their mind just bounces all around these cognitive functions and they they literally come out in their sentences and our behavior right so uh, yeah and they become the, the dreamer and they're doing that right so let's go down here so the fifth function is the nemesis function this is where a person's worry exists the nemesis function because it's the nemesis to the hero 
And he, uh, the ESTJ, uh, male or female, they all worry about whether or not they're smart. TI nemesis is like, they worry about if they're right, they worry about if they're correct, they worry about whether or not they're accurate. So they have to constantly take their ideas to other people with their TE here and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or hey, would you want to do this? Or, you know, and get all of that external information from fellow human beings so that they get over their worry. The same thing goes with their insecurity. Hey, what do you think about this? I feel this. I feel this. I, I think this is a bad thing or this is a good thing. Uh, would you want to do that? Or what do you think about that? But to help get over their worry, they also compensate with their higher functions to help get over their worry, right? So we talked about SE Critic already. Um, they give people, they try to give people the best possible experience to the point where they get really super perfectionist. Like if they're not going to be able to deliver the ideal party, they're just not even going to put on a party at all because they're like, ah, oh, I'm probably going to suck at it, so I'm not going to do it. But when they actually do it, they're, they're amazing. And they really hold themselves to this insanely high standard of how they dress, how they sound, how they walk, their posture has to be perfect all of it because they're so critical towards themselves as to how as to the kind of experience or sensations that they're giving to other people and they hold themselves as impossibly high standard that's why they can come off like super elitist oh wow you shop at walmart you're such a loser that's because of extroverted sensing critic they're criticizing other people for looking bad or for allowing themselves to go into physical environments se that uh, would inhibit their status, TE. Remember, t extroverted thinking is all about a person's status. And the more status someone has, the better they feel good. They don't have to be right. You know, every, as long as everyone around them thinks they're cool, they can feel cool. They don't have to be truly cool. They don't have to actually be cool. But uh, as long as everyone thinks they're cool, it's okay, I can feel good about myself. You know, they can get that way because, remember, in the absence of communication or explanation, perceptions become reality. And TE exists to change people's thoughts and perceptions and to manage and manipulate thought and to cause people to believe things. It's all about changing belief. It doesn't have to actually be true logically, but as long as people believe it, that's fine. Although... ESTJs don't really use that maliciously as much as other types, like the ENFP. They really use it uh, maliciously, uh, for example, or the INFP. NFPs are really malicious when it comes to messing with people's beliefs and thoughts and perceptions for their personal gain. Uh, ESTJs don't really do it that much because they still have the SI critic kind of reeling them in and the SI parent reeling them in um, because they're still rooted in reality and not metaphysics like uh, the INFP or the ENFP is. Uh, oh, these videos are going to be pretty long, by the way, because we have a lot of stuff to cover per type. Um, uh, the next one, uh, the, the final function is the NI trickster. The NI trickster is their unaware function, uh, introverted intuition, what I want. An ESTJ will never know what they want. All you have to do is like ask them, hey, what do you want to do? Or hey, uh, what kind of lunch do you want to get? Or this. And they'll have no idea. So whenever you're working with an ESTJ or you're in a relationship with an ESTJ, stop being afraid of telling them what you want. Just straight up direct tell them what they want. Their best friend type is an ESTP. That's the highest compatibility for their type. And ESTPs are triple direct. So if you want to have a good relationship with an ESTJ, you should try by being direct with them and not be a fast talker like me. You know what I mean? Just straight up tell them, I want X or Y or Z. 
And they'll be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to, there's no guesswork anymore. Okay, yeah, let's get that for you, for example. So you gotta watch out for that anti trickster. And you know what? They'll even make some really bad investment decisions. Uh, never ask an uh, an ESTJ, or they'll make bad purchasing decisions, like like buying a car. You know, they can be easily sold in certain cases. As long as that person makes a good first impression, they can be sold because they have introverted intuition trickster. They don't know what they want, and all of a sudden they think they want something, like deciding that they want to go to massage school. All of a sudden, and then they realize this is probably not the experience that I wanted to have after it's happened a little bit, and then they end up disengaging. It's kind of like a, a cheap version of being a starter type. You don't finish things that you start. Well, ESTJs do that naturally because they have introverted intuition trickster, and it's really frustrating to them and everyone around them. It's not their fault. It's just they're not aware of introverted intuition. They aren't aware that uh, tomorrow or, or aware of the best path that they should take. They just try to experience everything that they can and then figure out which path to take after they've experienced all paths. And that's generally how ESTJs work. Oftentimes, ESTJs will complain about how they live their life backwards. It's because they have all their fun in their youth, and then when they're old, they're not really doing anything interesting anymore. And um, like my coworker would say that all the time. But that's not really true. As long as he would just focus on actually becoming an INFP subconscious and accessing it on a regular basis through his ego, through his fourth function, he'd be a lot happier because then he'd be that amazing philosophy professor or a coach to coach other people in his former athleticism or, um, or massage or anything that he's really skilled with, especially with his SE critic. Um, and he can convey that knowledge to other people. And the demon is extroverted feeling, also known as ethics or how other people feel. An ESTJ does not give a damn how anyone else feels because they are only really aware of how they feel. They're not really aware of how anyone else feels. So they don't care about ethics or um, social order, social protocol, social rules, social minutia. Being social just doesn't really mean that much to them. Yes, they're very social and can be, and because they're extroverted and they wanna be around people and they wanna be able to gain the energy and do that, but don't expect them to care about your problems. Like never bring up your problems to ESTJs because ESTJs are very aware of the problems that they already have with their introverted feeling um, uh, inferior function and they have to spend all their mental energy focusing on their own problems before they even uh, and, and it's so and, and because their introverted feeling is so low they don't even have any mental space to comprehend that other people have problems around them that they can't solve unless of course they're in their INFP philosophy side because if it's a question of philosophy or a question of process or a question of the wrong routine for another person they'll definitely step in and provide advice to help at that point in time, but they're not going to do it to make them feel better. They're going to do it to give them expert intuition, a better future. That's what the ESTJ is trying to do is give people, especially youth, a better future. It's not to make them feel good, but it's to give them a better future. ESTJs don't care about making other people feel good. In fact, everyone else kind of needs to be focused on giving them a good experience and making them comfortable and giving them, making them feel good. For example, if there's a room of just FE users, because they're all trying to make each other feel good and it's just a giant FE circle jerk, uh, ESTJs, if one ESTJ just walks in the room, they're the only FI user in the room, the only introverted feeling user, if they're feeling bad, the entire room will feel bad. 
So that entire room needs to make that person feel good, the ESTJ feel good, and then the entire room will feel good because everyone, FE users, all these FE users are absorbing the FI energy because that's a source function because it's an introverted feeling function. And that's how ESTJs work. They're also not afraid to troll anyone with their SE. They can be very witty. They will make fun of you at any opportunity that they see. Um, because it's like, wow, dude, you know, nice, nice uh, having your shoes not tied, or, or where did you learn how to tie a tie, or uh, uh, do those colors match with your suit? Because I think you're having a fashion emergency. That's like literally ESTJ land for you. So, anyway, uh, also there's the super ego. Um, so let's say they're 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 faced with a problem. You know, their ego tries to solve the problem. Nope. It'll go either to the shadow or the subconscious next. Subconscious, nope, that's not gonna solve the problem. Uh, my ISTP uh, shadow, uh, my craftsman shadow, is not going to solve the problem. So all I have left is my mentor uh, parasite, uh, superego, left. And what they do when they're really, really, really angry, they turn into this um, very cruel, absolutely cruel human being probably the cruelest human being you have ever met to the point where they are so scathing you'd be willing to burn the bridge of the relationship with the ESTJ immediately because they're augmenting everything that they've ever experienced with you at once and then forcing it down your everything negative they've experienced with you and forcing it down your throat with their ENFJ uh, parasites extroverted sensing and they're just reminding you about how much how much of a horrible person you are and every bad thing they've ever experienced with you, for example. And um, while saying, this is, this, is, this is true, this is true, why should I even be in a relationship with you? Why should I trust you? Why should I work with you? Because you're a bad person. Uh, no one feels good around you. Uh, here's everything I've experienced and I'm gonna show you everything bad that you've ever done to me. It's all about <coughs> poetic justice to ESTJs poetic justice they take it very seriously when they're in um their parasite demon mode with their uh enfj superego any way to screw you over in that moment they will do it with poetic justice uh so be careful if you have ever wronged an estj they will remember they do hold grudges and they will take revenge on you if you push them too far because remember they're all about loyalty Never push a loyal person, also known as an SI user, never push an SI user too far to the point where they don't give a damn. Stop loyalty checking people. I get that there's like half the types out there are SE users and SE users want people to be loyal to them. ESTJs are all about being loyal to them, but you SE users have this problem where you're trying to check on whether or not this person is still loyal to you so you give them a bad experience with you push them away with your se and the estj is like i deserve better than this because i've done and put up with your crap for so long and i've done and bent over backwards for you and i've done all these things let me list all those things i've ever done for you and you have the audacity to push me over a cliff just to test if i'll bounce back really well screw you then i'm moving on you just burn the bridge you have that risk with any si user but ESTJs, especially because of SE Critic, do not take that. They do not appreciate that whatsoever. And that's why, because they have SI Parent, they're really best to be with SE Parents or SE Heroes to be able to make sure that that SI Parent has enough SE energy 
because SE child doesn't have enough to make SI parent besides the parent-child relationship. The parent will just parent the child. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with the SE critic, old man. You know, it's not going to work. An old man parenting the child then, no. There has to be enough SE to make the SI comfortable uh, and to keep the SI loyal. So, anyway, that concludes today's video on the ESTJ uh, overview. Um, I'm going to be doing one of these overview uh, profile-ish videos for each of the 16 types. If you found this video uh, helpful or educational, uh, then go ahead and leave a like or subscribe. And if you have any questions, uh, please leave in the comments section, uh, comments section. I will do my best to answer it. I'm getting a lot of requests for videos on uh, on Twitter as well. You guys can message me direct, or you can also post on the videos. Uh, if you have any video requests, I'll definitely get them in the queue. And uh, some of them, I'll move them up or I'll move them down. But right now, I have well over 300 videos planned. So if you want to see something or if you have any questions, have at it. I will do my best to make sure I get those questions answered. So anyway, uh, I might do another video today. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys tonight.